0: Visit RuralMutual.com. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well,
1: it looks like we're going to squeeze out a little bit better weather tonight into tomorrow. But boy, by the time we hit Sunday, another alert day has been posted. Five minutes after five o'clock on a finally Friday morning. Welcome to March. The unfortunate part is March starting off a whole lot like February felt cold. So for today... We'll see some snow develop later today, about 40% chance of that happening. Today, partly cloudy skies, 27 are expected high. Now, Saturday looks better than we thought it was going to be. Partly sunny on Saturday, still going to be cold, 25 are expected high. But then, once we get to Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, they're putting alert days in the forecast because our temperatures are going to take a sharp turn. Sunday, cloudy skies, maybe some flurries, 11 is the best we'll see. Monday, partly sunny, bitterly cold. The best we'll see is six above. Chances are it's going to be more like six below. And that's the kind of trend we'll start front part of next week with. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, has weather details. He's joining us live via Skype in about 15 minutes. Also, speaking of a guest this morning, Mike North from Commodity Risk Management Group is going to circle back around with us, joining us live from his office in Platteville before 6 o'clock. A little glimmer of good news for our Wisconsin dairy farmers. Their January milk price actually went up for a change. Not a lot. Nothing dramatic, but hopefully it's a a tide-turning event. We'll see if Mike agrees. He's chatting with us before 6.
2: Local commercial knowledge with local experience. That's how
3: Rural Mutual Insurance has been protecting businesses in Wisconsin since 1934. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local company that knows you and your needs?
2: Rural Mutual is the number one writer of farms and the third largest writer of commercial business in the state
3: of Wisconsin. We only do business in Wisconsin, so premiums paid here stay here. To keep Wisconsin strong, contact your local Rural Mutual insurance expert or visit us at RuralMutual.com to
2: learn how you can protect what matters most.
1: You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen, it's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate DonateLifeWisconsin.org. That's DonateLifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future.
4: During the winter season, of course, it's time to, to get together with the folks that uh, grow your crop, to raise your type of livestock, and organizations have meetings all winter long. Bob Bosal here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. One of those groups, the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association. Pam, you ate steak with them,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fabulous farm a Pam Yonke here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Actually, they have a pretty interesting beef buffet, if you will, during their annual uh, convention and award ceremony that was held up in Wisconsin Dells, where I got a chance to visit with some of the award winners, and that includes their 2019 Wisconsin Cattleman of the Year. He came to Wisconsin in 1976, Colorado-born. Reed Ludlow from Rush Creek Ranch in the Viroqua area had some specific items he was looking for when it comes to creating his ranch. Although he grew up in Colorado, one of the first ideas that uh, Reed Ludlow wanted to get straight was he wanted to be able to own his land, have it deeded to him, instead of leaning on things like the federal land that's so uh, available in Colorado. So like I said, 1976, he found his little piece of paradise in southwest Wisconsin. I asked him to tell me more about that search and what his philosophy is that's turned him into Wisconsin's Cattleman of the Year.
5: I wanted to run a grazing operation. I'd been raised in Colorado. Uh, my father passed away when I was fairly young, like 12 so didn't have an ongoing operation to go home to. Uh, my father and my grandfather were cattle feeders and grazed some cattle. yeah so in Colorado. and in that my mom remarried a downtown Chicago lawyer so I, I got a real different exposure for a while and I went back to Colorado State to get my business degree. And when I graduated, uh, my idea was I wanted to either go, um, I wanted to, what I really wanted to do was run a grazing operation somewhere in the United States. Okay. And if I couldn't do that, then I was going to go to law school. Okay. So I had a business degree, I could go to law school, I would apply. So uh, during the time I went to Colorado State, Mm -hmm. I looked uh, all over the United States for some place to go buy a grazing operation. During the time I did that, I came up with kind of a set of three criteria. The first criteria was I wanted to be... Uh, I want to be on deeded ground, so even back, you know, 45 years ago, the writing was on the wall that uh, if you if you bought BLM ground, yeah. forest permit ground, anything like that, mm-hmm. you may not be getting what you thought you were mm-hmm. getting. So. Um, I, that was my first thing. I wanted to deed it. Deeded. I didn't want BLM ground. Mm-hmm. So some of the ground in the west that I'd be used to, you know, was ninety-five percent. Yeah. Okay. So so anyway, I wanted it deeded. The second one was is I wanted it to either I either wanted to be able to irrigate or I wanted to be in an area where we didn't need to irrigate. Sometimes I wonder about that one. But, um, and the third one was, is I wanted to be in a good feeder cattle market area. Mm -hmm. And this little corner of southwestern Wisconsin uh, that we ended up with in has been a wonderful area for us to to run that operation. When I first came, we ran a kind of a four pasture rotation Mm -hmm. and and didn't take me very long to get that to eight. Mm -hmm. We ran it kind of several sets of cattle on an eight pasture rotation for several years. Mm -hmm. And then we just got that more and more intense. Mm-hmm. We run eight sets of cattle now on uh, 35 to 40 pastures apiece uh, where they'll move in the spring twice a day. Right. In the fall, they may be in there 48 hours or longer. So, But they're, they're set pastures.
1: You are very conscientious about the quality of pastures that you are... That you have access to.
5: Well, we try to be, but but we. Uh, I mean, when, when when we stock them as heavy as we're stocking them. So we're stocked um, around four cattle to the open acre. Mm-hmm. So so we're putting you know eight or nine hundred cattle on uh, mm-hmm. six to nine hundred cattle on uh, on five acres. When you put them in there at that. At that stocking rate, mm-hmm. um, and it gets you get a three inch rain, four inch yeah. rain, we, we destroy some pastures yeah. now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. What have you learned, though, Reed? Why does this continue to work for you?
5: Uh, the fertility of the ground is it. We're, we're, we're do so. We're giving up some animal performance to get more performance on the, per acre on the on the yeah. unit on the whole farm. So yeah. we're intensely rotating to increase our total production. We are giving up. Because we're taking those cattle's ability for most of the season away to um, to selectively graze, yeah. we're giving up some animal production,
6: mm-hmm.
5: but we're gaining total production. Sure. So um, but and, and, so that's one reason we do it. Um, the other reason, our fertility, if I look back over my history yeah. of owning that ground in Wisconsin, and this is mostly owned property that we fenced and did all yeah. this stuff with, um, if, if I look back over... Our stocking rates have gone up um, on an average of about 5% a year over an extended period of time. So when I first came, Mm -hmm. you know, an open acre, we were grazing about one per open acre. If we rotated it a little bit, we were maybe up to two. But we've doubled that, you know, in that length of time. So some of that's because we're utilizing... Some of that is because we're utilizing what's there better. Yeah. But a lot of it's because we're producing so... Our ground's gotten so much better. So when you... I think one of the biggest advantages becoming more and more intense is the m- even manure distribution uh-huh. so when you yeah. when, when you distribute it that evenly it uh your fertility comes up a lot over time and i keep thinking it's going to really slow down mm-hmm. we haven't seen that fertility kick slow down yet oh, we're okay. still increasing our stocking rates
1: now what about the grasses what kinds of selections do you try to make sure well, are out there?
5: we w- you know when i first came here and i was teaching myself how to graze basically mm-hmm. i was planning um a legume called bird's foot trefoil mm-hmm. and, and and some cool season grasses and uh, um, I really learned how to graze on them and they, it, it, tree foil is a wonderful thing to stockpile and yeah. we were trying to extend the season we were trying to do a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. but uh we're basically grazing what's there now uh-huh. we're planting clovers to get the legumes into the pasture so we'll frost seed clovers every spring yeah. um but but we're the rest of the pasture we're pretty much just grazing um we're, we're pretty much just grazing what's there so when when and if and I would say when probably they start telling us that, and they can show us that this is a this is worth losing a year of production or a part of a year of production to get this new grass seeded then, in. Then, yeah. We'll use it. One of the problems with them is you get these results. They're not done under these really vigorous yeah, right. situations yeah. that we're in. So uh, is it going to last right. when we stockpile it? Is it going to last when we tromp it into the ground? Right. Is it going to? And I, and I don't know what there is. So we're grazing basically what's there.
1: Sure, sure. Tell me about marketing of the cattle. What do you prefer and have found most productive in your system? And when you market those cattle, how have things changed since 1976?
5: Uh, when I first came, well I'll start with the end of it first, but when I first came, uh, we marketed our cattle, you know, one or two loads, maybe three loads at a time, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to mostly into eastern Eastern Iowa. Yeah. With some of them went into northern Illinois, some of them went into Wisconsin down in, in the Madison area. Sure. Uh, but but a lot of them, my, my, my customers seem to be a lot of them in eastern Iowa Mm -hmm. and and those people in the last 20 years they're not there much anymore so our cattle go farther and farther west than they used to Mm -hmm. so they'll go at least to western Iowa a lot of them will go to Nebraska some of them Colorado some of them Kansas you know they just go farther So so we're buying a real real light light small calf in the southeast during the winter and we're going to the southeast somewhat because the, the market's cheaper, uh, a lot because we can buy such a light calf. So I, from a business standpoint, I've always had trouble figuring out, uh, once you own the animal, how not to get him to perform the whole time you own him. So when I was first going to business, we went quite a few places trying to figure out where we we're going to winter them, where we we're going to buy them. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some bases in the cattle industry, mm-hmm. but you know, those people, some of the people in the West would tell me they would dry winter a calf, get a hundred pounds on him uh, from weaning time till spring turnout, and and then and they and I question them about that, and they say, well, we'll make it up in the summer. You, you, you can you, I've never been able to figure out how you can make that work. So we we get so much expense in putting the calves together, buying them, vaccinating, getting everything yeah, right, right that it's a lot easier. To put it over lots of pounds of gain. So once we own them, we want them to perform the whole time we own them, including in Wisconsin. You know, so we, we've gone to the southeastern United States to uh, because of, because we and we buy a real real light calf kind of in the late fall, uh, early winter, uh, and then we try to get them all healthy. We'll graze them on uh, w- with custom grazers in the south, like ryegrass or something oh, like okay, that. So we'll, gra- we'll yeah, we'll keep them there, and then when our grass is ready up here, we'll bring them all into a location, sort them down there and bring them home.
1: You started in 1976, you had some, some uh, pillars that you wanted to hit. Tell me how technology has changed. You mentioned about even grass selections. I mean, I don't want people thinking that because uh, you're grazing cattle that this this is a, a relaxed life. You are paying attention to a lot of very specific details to get those cattle done. How has technology changed for you? What are you doing today that you didn't do back then?
5: Well, one of the big changes we made was because you get the bulk of your growth uh, on a pasture in May and June, um, you have to do something in a grazing operation. You either have to add acres to the grazing operation as the summer goes on to, right. to, to not yep. run out of grass, yep, or, or Understock in the spring um, or sell or, or, or way overstock and then sell quite a few cattle. So we used to sell quite a few cattle in August, maybe September. We'd sell some of the little cattle we didn't like as much and kind of clean up the other cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, what we did over time uh, is we decided we were going to feed the we would stock the pastures. Um, what they would, what we felt like they would hold in the right. spring. Sure. And then when we saw that we were keeping up with the forage that was growing, yep. we would just add a sufficient
1: amount in a supplement. Okay. Yeah, out in the- Reed Ludlow from Rush Creek Ranch in the Viroqua area, your 2019 Cattleman of the Year, recognized during the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association annual meeting in Wisconsin Dells. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
2: The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane or tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration, the Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station.
1: It is our 50th state and breathtaking. I'm Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on our Alaska adventure, August 20th through September 1st, Alaska Agriculture and the Inside Passage Cruise. We'll take in the communities of Juneau, Anchorage, and Fairbanks. We'll visit some of the state's most beautiful locations like Denali National Park. We'll ride the White Pass and Yukon Route train we'll visit Prince William Sound and when you travel with me remember all airfare and accommodations are included plus on our agriculture tours you're getting a chance to attend the Alaska State Fair you'll visit the Matanuska Valley Agriculture Center and get up close with a real muskox find details today at fabulousfarmbabe.net right there on the homepage or better yet pick up the phone and call Holiday Vacations voted best in Alaska toll free 800 800- 826 2266. That's 800 826 2266.
7: Tilling up every inch of land in the state, except Lambeau Field, that there's consecrated ground.
0: It's Pam Yankee and the Wisconsin Farm Report.
1: 521 on a final Friday into the month of March, and she's looking like a lion, Stumach egg Meteorologist. Man, uh, more craziness, I guess not so much today, maybe even not tomorrow, but by Sunday, huh?
4: That's when the cold air builds in. You're right. There's a cold front just off the northwest part of Wisconsin this morning. Snow back in the Dakotas just entering into western Minnesota. That arrives here a bit later today. We'll have new snow cover to start the weekend behind the cold front. Colder air settling right on in as well. I'll have forecast details right
1: after this. No one works harder Listen, to I want help you to you stop for a minute. Well, I guess we we will talk now, Stu. Uh, Go ahead. (laughs) Give us a couple more details. I guess this is, like I said, March is coming in like a lion, and apparently it's not all just weather. Go ahead.
4: It's affecting technology. That's not good. How about cloudy skies? Mostly cloudy today and some light snow as that cold front builds in. Not until late afternoon. It'll be uh, before sundown, but late. Look for temps in the mid and upper 20s today as winds become southeast at 5. Still cloudy with some snow in the night. One to three inches lacrosse in Boston, an inch or two elsewhere. Not a big deal. And overnight, we drop into the low and mid-teens. The winds become northwest at 5. Partly sunny skies around here Saturday. Still in the mid or upper 20s. North winds at 5 to 10. Then there's the cold air. Mostly sunny. Low to mid-teens on Sunday. And mostly sunny sunny monday single digits pam it's going to get a
1: whole lot colder by early next week ugh well enjoy what you can out of the weekend Stu. we'll catch up with you on monday thank you in madison cloudy and 19 lacrosse cloudy and 12 most cloudy and 10 degrees Fond du Lac, cloudy skies and 18 degrees no
8: one works harder to help you achieve your goals we know how challenging
5: and rewarding farming and this way of life can be
3: you won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com.
4: Trademarks of Compier Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity Lender.
1: Listen, I grew up on a farm here in Wisconsin, and all my life I've known and appreciated animals. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. When I was a kid on the farm, you knew how important it was to take care of those cows. And the barn dog was equally as important as any member of the family. Today, I've got two little sheltie puppies that rule my world. Just ask my husband. If you're like me, and animals mean that much to you, then you want to see them get the very best of care. And that's what they find at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and their clinic. But listen, that school, that clinic was built to accommodate 12,000 patients. Today, the hospital's seeing nearly 27,000 in the very same space. That can't continue. Help us keep the UW School of Veterinary Medicine a world-class teaching institution, a cutting-edge research facility, and a place where all of us animal lovers can be proud. Go to Animals need heroes to T O O dot com.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
2: The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to national guard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the army national guard sponsored by the Wisconsin army national guard aired by the Wisconsin broadcasters association and this station
3: looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Wisconsin high school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports, there's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. If you've been injured in a bad crash, you might think the facts are so clear that you don't need an attorney. Big mistake. Insurance companies have many arguments to reduce settlements, no matter how clear the claim may seem. I'm John Reihala. At Clifford and we have the experience you need to take on those arguments and win. Recent example, a young woman was driving when an oncoming car crossed the center line and crashed into her head on. She was severely injured and paralyzed and needed experienced lawyers. Though her case seemed clear, the insurance companies still came up with lots of reasons why they didn't want to pay. We fought for her and made sure she and her family received the full compensation they deserved.
1: For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hard-working,
9: skilled attorneys, fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
7: I-39 Supply would like to take a moment of your time to talk about snowmobile cruelty. If you're cold, they're cold. Bring them in and get an enclosed trailer five miles south of Portage, i39supply.com.
3: People are really enjoying our 400 different products, but one thing so many people are commenting on is the shift into calmness. This is a natural lifting of serotonin, extremely safe and valuable for everyone. After a long, hard day, we might want that abiding sense of calm. That does come with CBD oil green rx for cbd knowledge information and products lean road near east town and odana road near west town and greenrxmadison.com, your complete cbd
0: resource raising your own poultry can be great for the entire family whether you have a few chickens in your backyard or you're expanding your flock on the farm blaine's farm and fleet has everything you need from housing and fencing bedding and heating to feeding and watering And right now is the perfect time to get started because Chick Days are going on now at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Come see our wide variety of chickens and learn more about raising chickens from one of our experts in our ag department. Right now, when you buy a 50-pound bag of AgriMaster or NatureWise Chick Starter Grower, get a free bag of Chick Boost, valued at $9.99. Or if ducks are your passion, we also carry Duck Starter. Pick up an 8-pound bag of MANA Pro Duck Starter Grower or Duck Layer Feed. Your choice, just $5.49. Press for time, use our drive through service, and leave the heavy lifting to us. Just drive up, place your order, and we'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955.
9: Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers, where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a a one-of-a-kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers, a couple blocks from the Capitol, on State Street. (laughs)
8: <laughs> All right, Heil Pratt, I, we've, we've talked for nearly three hours on what happened last night, and look, you can focus on, again, the dreadful stretches of a lack of offense. You can focus on 52% as a team from free throw shooting. You can focus on, hell, even Dan Dockich, an Indiana guy, said how obviously blatantly bad the officiating was. Or you could just say it's just, sometimes the ball doesn't mount through it. It's not your night. It's a long, weird season. Where do you weigh in on on what happened in Bloomington last night?
6: Well, I saw the Pull results, and people are overwhelmingly overwhelmingly with the free throws, right? Correct. Uh, right. Yeah, and and they've been bad, but they've been bad all year. That's not a, necessarily a new thing, and Thank I, you. that's not necessarily a new thing to this to this season either. I mean, they they have not been very good shooting free throws for the last few years here. But I mean, I, it's those stick out because what they started with this a second overtime, zero for four, zero for five before uh, Nate Rivers finally hit one. He also had a, a three pointer from Brad Davidson that was ill advised. I think the offense was the problem, Thank in you. general. Zach, you know, I, you're a thought, smart, brilliant man. Thank you. I'd, again, I, I mean, I, they there are just stretches where they don't look like they know what they're doing, like they don't even know what they want to accomplish. Like, and that that has to be that is very, I'm sure, very frustrating for great guard. He has to take some of that on himself, obviously. But you know, um, and, and then there's times that sh- that shots just aren't going down. And I thought that was certainly the case early against Illinois, where shots just weren't falling. And you know, they were open shots, and, and that kind of leads to, uh, you know, somewhere where you lose confidence. But, well, this you know, this like, kind of goes, I,
8: Zach, to, you know, start to jump in, but this goes back to when it was good, you know, when it was Frank Kaminsky, National Player of the Year, and, and you funnel the offense through him, and when he's playing well, you see it, They're back-to-back Final Fours, Player of the Year. Then it was Nigel Hayes, and Nigel Hayes struggles, but the Badgers struggles. And for the last two years, it's been Ethan Happ, and if Ethan Happ's not playing well, Badgers struggle. I mean, is, is that... Do they want to have it go through one guy or are we going to ever see where there's three, four or five options and not just, Oh, we got to get the ball to happen. We got to get the ball to hap? He doesn't score. Now what do we do?
6: Well, I think they'd love to have the offense they had in 2014, 2015, which has obviously spoiled everybody because that, you know, I, Ken Pomeroy is, is big into analytics and a lot of people, a lot of basketball people, you know, take his stuff for gospel. Wisconsin's offense that year, twenty four, twenty fifteen, 2015 is the best offense the country has ever seen since 2002. And so, you get that in your mind, like that's what it's supposed to be. But that was the best offense Wisconsin's ever had at the best offense that analytics have seen, you know, in the last 17 years. And so it, that's not realistic. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not realistic, to, especially at Wisconsin, to have a Sam Decker, a Frank Kaminsky, you know, Josh Goss, a Bronson King, that was as good as it gets. And so I think uh, people need to readjust their expectations. However, that said, yeah, when your big guy, when your best guy does not have a good night, you're gonna struggle. But last night it was they're three of their big guys. You know, they're their best outside shooters in Reavers and Davison and uh, Trice, you know, all guys that were shooting around forty percent from three. Did not shoot it well whatsoever, and that's I think what we saw last night. That's what it led to. Zach, should people readjust their expectations when it comes to Wisconsin on the free throw line? I'm in a fight with Miller over no. here. No. Like, he re- no, he refuses to accept the reality that Wisconsin is no. bad at free throws. No. That's like being surprised that the sun comes up in the morning. No, no, that's no, that's a ridiculous statement. Um, what? That he just, that he can't just, accept reality. The reality is you have to hit your free throws. Thank you, Zach. Well, just obviously, because, but the reality just, is, just just because, is they because, can't just, and they just, they won't. But that's but that's ridiculous because I agree. I know that, Let I, the man it's speak ridiculous because I can I can see them make their free throws in practice. Like they, we, we don't get to see practice nearly as much as we used to. But I watched you know, Ethan Habs sit there and hit ten in a row the other day. You know, and that's and that's the same way with all those guys. Like they all hit them constantly in you know, in, in practice and in warm ups you see it too. But Dude, it, I'm just, a I'm Ethan a beast at Vitan, so you get, get me out on the golf course and I'm terrible. Again, that's uh, that's that's not really even uh, close to. Uh, he gets in up. these
8: weird, just like moods, Zach. You just gotta let it run through. But my but comeback you know, would be, you know, the, I, I get at some weird level where he's coming from. But that would be like, okay, there's 353 teams that play Division One basketball. If Wisconsin was 160th in free throw shooting, you'd be like, come on, dude, you're the 19th ranked team in the country. Do better. But I get it. The fact that you're 332nd out of 353 teams that 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 is unacceptable. There there is no accepting that at any level, anywhere, any time from anybody.
6: I think there's a difference between unacceptable and and expecting it. At this point, I'm expecting it. That
8: bad though? Um, yes.
6: Now you're agreeing with me. I, Thank you. Because that because that's who they that's who they are. That's who they have been. But that doesn't Thank make you. it acceptable.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. At
1: 35 now on a finally Friday morning. Boy, a lot of things to talk about that happened on this date in history. On this date back in 1916, Pabst Brewing actually introduced a non-alcoholic beverage. They were the first to offer it to the public. Pabst Brewing over in Milwaukee introduced a non-alcoholic beverage on this date back in 1916. 1838, the first school opened in Madison, right around the Capitol. The cost for students to attend school in a small portion of a log cabin, $2 a week, half of which they said was spent on room and board. Also on this date, back in 1985, Senator Herb Cole purchased the Milwaukee Bucks, $18 million he paid for the team. By 1999, the team's value had escalated to $100 million. Not a bad investment for former U.S. Senator Herb Cole. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. I hope this weather stays halfway decent through at least Saturday evening. Why? A couple different things coming up this weekend. Don't forget, tomorrow is the annual Fond du Lac Agriculture Showcase. It runs from 8.30 in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon at the Fond du Lac County Fairgrounds. Cost of admission is just 3 bucks. Kids 10 and under are free. It is a great way to learn a little bit more about agriculture in your community. And brand new this year, they have got a tasting area. A VIP tasting area presented by Red Cabin at Green Acres. Tickets are on sale for that opportunity, but... All in all, it's a great way to spend some time on Saturday. Fond Lac Agriculture Showcase, tomorrow, 8.30 until 3, Fond Lac County Fairgrounds. And don't forget, starting uh, tomorrow afternoon, about 5.30, the DeForest FFA Alumni has their annual, annual Family Fun Night. That's going to be at the Public Events Building on the Arlington Ag Research Facility. And again, you are all welcome, whether you're involved in agriculture, the FFA, or not. Well, as we press our way towards 6 o'clock, don't forget Mike North with Commodity Risk Management Group from Platteville going to be joining us with all things dairy on this Friday morning. You know, I'm going to report in just a minute here that Wisconsin's milk price for January went up just a little bit. Not a lot to get excited about, but it did go up a little bit. You know, the attitude around farm country these days only continues to struggle. Talking about suicide in farm country is difficult. Uh, So we don't talk about it at all, and that's part of our problem. We're not alone, though. In North Dakota, they have seen an estimated 57% increase in suicides, and they attribute a lot of that increase to farmer suicides. Becky Cope Dunham can tell you all about it. She's a farmer herself in North Dakota. She also happens to be a social worker
9: with Lutheran Social Services. There was a a distinct sharp rise in the suicide rate in North Dakota, 57% actually, and a significant portion of that, the fastest rising portion of that, was related to farmers. Becky Cope Dunham,
1: she's a farmer herself in North Dakota and also a social worker with Lutheran Social Services. You might have caught in Governor Tony Evers' proposed state budget Continued financial support for rural broadband, getting the internet at decent levels to all areas of Wisconsin. Why is that important? Well, in North Dakota, Becky Cope Dunham is using the internet as a means of therapy for farmers that are under stress. She says they've developed a system they call farm-to-farm therapy, and she explains.
9: We have a way, uh, it's called telemedicine, and it is through um, their computer or through their phone, and it's a HIPAA-compliant application, and HIPAA being the privacy law, of course, and they can access it from anywhere. They don't have to leave their farm, and I, I do... I do, um, a lot of the work from my own farm. And so we, you know, we were calling it farm to farm therapy. You, you, um, have a session with me, an appointment with me from your farm to my farm. And we'll talk about things and you can relay uh, all the, the stress and, and feelings that you're going through to someone who it's great to access family and community, but sometimes it helps to have that, that person outside of that.
1: Yeah, anonymity. That's a big thing for farmers. They uh, don't want to share their problems, maybe with family, maybe with anybody, and they definitely want to make sure all their information is kept confidential. Becky Cope Dunham says that's why it's important for family members, agribusiness providers, community members, neighbors to pay close attention to signs that your farmer friend might be having some problems.
9: There's a, a variety of things: increase in irritability, um, increase in feelings of hopelessness, helplessness, um, perhaps sleeping more. It affects their eating. Um, not as interested in things that used to give them pleasure. Um, having to push themselves to do what they've used, what they've previously loved, and and sadly feelings of death, of, of wanting to die, and just not being able to do this anymore. Wow. Becky Cope Dunham. She is a farmer herself, also
1: a social worker with Lutheran Social Services in North Dakota. Now listen, I'm going to give you a bunch of phone numbers here in case you want to reach out to somebody. Like she said, if uh, you don't want them to know you, you just want to talk to somebody, we've got all kinds of resources like that in Wisconsin. All you need to do is pick up the phone. So we'll start off with the Wisconsin Farm Assistance Hotline. That's 800 942 2474 800 You can email them farmcenter at wisconsin.gov. Then there's our friends with the Iowa County Suicide Prevention Group. Their toll-free number, 800-362-5717. Doesn't matter where you are, they respond, 800-362-5717. 17. You can also call the National Suicide Hotline, 800-273-8255, or text, if you want anonymity, 839863. That text number again, 839863. But the bottom line is, we've got to take care of each other, folks. I see that uh, one of the pieces they posted on their Facebook page for the Suicide Prevention Group in Iowa County are eight things that you have to remember when you're going through tough times. Number one, everything can and will change. Number two, you've overcome challenges before. Number three, it's a learning experience. Number four, not getting what you want can be a blessing. Number five, allow yourself to have some fun. Number six, being kind to yourself. Is the best medicine. Number seven, other people's negativity isn't worth worrying about. And number eight, there is always, always, always something to be thankful for. And coming up next, I'm going to try to give you something to be thankful for. Stand by.
2: No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be.
1: You won't find financial
3: experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand.
2: Whether you're building a house or a legacy.
3: Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And,
8: and we're, we're ready, ready, ready to, to champion, champion rural together. together. Learn more at compere.com. Compere Financial.
2: Equal credit opportunity lender.
1: Here's a little tire trivia for you. Did you realize that the actual surface area that makes contact... Between a tire and the road is really pretty small. For a passenger tire, it's only about the size of a postcard. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, where everything is all under one roof. So you think about that postcard when you're driving on Wisconsin's icy, wintry roads. Will it protect you? Will it protect your family, keep you out of the ditch? My friends at McFarland's can not only evaluate the tires you're currently using, but they can get you set up with brand new ones. And it doesn't matter whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors. They've got it all under one roof and they're ready to take care of you. So when it comes to doing battle with Mother Nature and Wisconsin roads, when you're looking for good traction and safe travel, look to my friends at McFarland's 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12 in the heart of Sauk City. All right, so what do you have to be thankful for this morning? Well, yesterday the US Department of Agriculture announced that Wisconsin's January milk price went up. I know. Eureka. Now granted it wasn't a lot, but hopefully it's a sign of the times. Sixteen twenty a hundredweight dairy farmers were paid for their milk in January. That works out to be about a buck thirty nine a gallon. It was twenty cents higher than December, but still ten cents less than January a year ago. It's also less than the all-milk price, which was 40 cents higher than Wisconsin's pay price. 16 of the 23 major dairy-producing states had a higher price compared to December. Three states had lower prices. Four states had no change at all. Idaho and Oregon had the largest drop in their milk price for January, down 30 cents. Kansas saw the biggest increase, up 40 cents. Is that a trend that we can start hoping for? We'll talk about it with Mike North from Commodity Risk Management Group in just a moment. Overnight, our December new crop corns up a half at 3 dollars November beans up two and three quarter cents right now at $9.46.5. July new crop wheat's up a quarter, four sixty six and three quarters. Barrel and black cheese, both unchanged yesterday in Chicago. The AA butter, that actually gained a half a cent to $2.26.5 per pound. Fluid milk in overnight electronic trade is looking a little bit softer right now. April milk down four at fifteen sixteen a hundred weight. May milk closed six cents lower, fifteen twenty six. Still see sixteen dollar money by the time that we get out to July. What's happening with our dairy trends? Mike North from Commodity Risk Management Group joins us live via Skype next. This
0: is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
3: Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need a new bathroom. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years in 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 Years of Hindsight for 80 Minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 Minutes to make an educated decision.
8: Bath Planet acrylic tubs and showers are the only bath systems that have the good housekeeping seal of approval. What that means is no more scrubbing grout lines, unsightly stains, leaky faucets, or using harsh chemicals. No more hiding your outdated and maybe embarrassing bathroom. So call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Bath Planet experience.
3: Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple.
5: Ganser, that's the answer.
9: My children were born, it was really hard for me to feel confident and get back to how I was used to looking. So, I started looking into thrust augmentation and I found out about the ideal implant. And that got me pretty excited because it was a natural look that I was going for without the risks of silent rupture. One of the things that really interested me about Dr. Bartel's practice was that he does specialize in body recontouring, rejuvenation. And specifically, he had a lot of good things to say about the ideal implant. I never wanted to look like a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model or Victoria's Secret model. I just wanted to look like me again. It was just really wonderful that I had this opportunity available to me to restore my self-confidence as well as enjoying the joys of being a mom. Dr. Thomas Bartel specializes exclusively in body recontouring procedures and is an ideal implant premier surgeon. For more information, go to drbartel.com.
0: more volume
7: than the Chicago Board of Trade. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yankee.
1: 548 now rolling into the weekend and happy to welcome back our friend Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville to talk all things dairy. I was mentioning to you, Mike, while we were kind of waiting uh, for that commercial break to, you know, at least I got a glimmer of something good for the folks out there this morning (laughs) in the dairy industry. You know, it may have only been 20 cents in January's milk price, but At least it seems to be the right trend. It's not the only trend, though. There's been other uh, signs of life in the dairy industry, hey?
7: Absolutely. And we watched as we uh, came through the month of February as cheese prices rebounded. I think the last time I was on with you, we had just made those fresh new 10-year lows in barrel cheese. We've rebounded from there. Barrels have come up now to $1.41. forty-one. Blocks kind of led the charge. We we uh, breached the dollar sixty mark here the other day. Uh, we're at a dollar sixty one on block cheese now, the highest price since October. So there's been some really nice rebounds to the cheese price, and as a result, you've watched as the class three market has come up north of a dollar from where it was. March futures, if you go back and take a look, were just under fourteen ten, and uh, at their peak. Uh, in, uh this week, we were up as high as fifteen fifty. So, some pretty big moves in the class three price, uh, together with product, and that's uh, really been a, a a fun story to talk about. Albeit, it could be a bit short lived. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's certainly something we're keeping our eye on.
1: Well, that's all right. Let's uh, let's keep that focus. So, what's happening as far as our uh, product prices and some of the trends that we've been noticing? You know, there was a lot of angst. I think. Uh, Mike, about how much cheese, how much butter we had in storage out there, and some of the other products that were lingering around the world.
7: Yeah, no question. And that that continues to really be the story that if anything is going to hamper any further growth in cheese price and in the class three market, the inventories are still big. However, if you look at cheddar production in the month of December, because remember, we're still getting delayed data, right? We're not caught up entirely yet with regard to the USDA's releases. Yesterday, the USDA released their dairy products report, which gave us a look at the production of of product in the month of December and cheddar production was 6.3% lower than 2017. So even with increased milk production that's what they gave us in the milk production report here a couple of weeks ago we ended up with six percent lower cheese production in the month of december now um that that was a combination of different things cheddar was the biggest uh the the, the biggest feature there but we also saw hard italian cheeses down about 3.8 percent and mozzarella in that same category so um have we've, we, we've maybe started to pull off some of that uh, production zeal that we had. And now maybe we can start to talk about declining inventories. We're going to have to wait over the next several months to see if that develops. So,
1: Yeah. And every time we talk about that kind of trend, Mike, I get a little concerned that uh, while our production might come down a little bit, somebody else somewhere else is ready to jump in on a market.
7: Yeah, and, and there's no question that there's been really good production in New Zealand this year, uh, led by some great price prospects at the start of their season and helped along by good weather. And so as you uh, look at their situation this year, they have had uh, really big production of product. And as you look at the Chinese appetite for for powder, especially as we came through November, December and January that data is now in it was very very strong and New Zealand supplied 96% of their whole milk powder needs and 76% of their skim milk powder needs so yeah there are other people around the world that milk cows and make product and sell to other customers and and that's certainly a concern no question Um, but there too remember we also have shrunk the European intervention stocks so we don't have this big pool of supply coming out of Europe to tap into anymore. So that's really going to start to open some doors, hopefully, as we get, especially into the second half of 2019.
1: All right, I'm almost afraid to open this Pandora's box, but I'm going to ask you, so let's say that we get ourselves square with China and that uh, any tariffs that might be impeding dairy's movement into China are abated. Is Will, will they be coming that quick for us, Mike? What do you think? I, New Zealand's Obviously far closer to China than the United States, but makes me wonder...
7: So I think they come for what they've traditionally bought, right? They've, they've bought a lot of powder from us in the past. We will continue to be a good supplier there and will continue to be, I believe, their number one source for whey protein. Um, we have the best infrastructure to deliver uh, quality whey protein products into the world market uh, of anybody in the world. Here's going to be their challenge, though, even if we get a deal struck um, – African swine fever is a big issue in China right now. And whether the dairy community recognizes this or not, nursery pigs in China are the largest consumer of feedway that we sell to China. And if that swine herd is at all massively affected and some are already, you know, trying to uh, report that in fact it's greater of an issue than what is being reported. Um, if that continues to be the case, their demand just organic to that situation is going to is going to shrink so um th- that's that's a watch point for us right now we really have to be uh you know keeping out in front of the flow and that's uh that's a little bit of a concern for us as mm-hmm. as we walk into these next several months
1: man i had not thought about that good deal thank you buddy i appreciate it have a good weekend mike we'll catch up with you again soon okay
7: you bet my pleasure
1: Mike North with Commodity Risk Management Group. He's down in Platteville joining us live uh, via Skype from his office this morning. Baby pigs way, You see how you see why I got him on? He puts those pieces together for us. And remember, if you're one of those dairy farmers that's looking for a little guidance on how to ma- you know, manage these markets, find the tools you need. That is the dude you want to talk to. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group, CRMG. All right. That'll do it for a Friday morning. I'm afraid that by the time we come back on Monday, we'll have stories about weather to talk about. Well, we'll see. It's 5.55.
0: This is the Farm Report.